You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets if you could do that. Hit us up on the TNW pod. That's on Twitter, at TNW pod. You might want to hit us up also on uh, MySpace backslash uh, Talking Wrestling. Uh, send us a Gmail, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe uh, at uh, Talking Wrestling. Very simple. Um, we're also on Spotify, Talking Wrestling as well. Uh, on the Instagram, it gets a little tricky here, Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. Uh, yeah, those are all the places where you can find us online. There's probably others too, wherever popular podcasts are fine, uh, found, uh, feel free to go check us out on the, um, in the back catalogs. Like we have a lot of great issues and, uh, it's always good to see the back catalogs always moving and continually to grow. Uh, we got a lot of great episodes, everybody from WWE hall of famers to comedians that you see on TV to uh, people that you don't know because they're my childhood friends. Um, all great episodes, so do yourself a favor. Maybe double up next week on the old TNW pod. Hit a retro vision. Uh, I don't even know what that. A retro, uh, you know, hit an old episode is what I'm saying. And, uh, and uh, of course, always listen to the new. Uh, speaking of listening to the new right now, you know who's uh, what time it is. You know who's on the line. You know who's the co-host with the most, with the fucking jelly and the toast. Uh, I got to get better rhyming for those because <laughs> that's the only three words I know. But uh, Reese Turner is here in the house. How you doing, Reese? Hey, how's your bad brother? How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm. Uh, I just came off of three weeks of shows, which is unbelievable. Considering that's all I've done this year, so it was good. The only thing sad was um, my beard was really heavy and thick uh, before I went into Kingston. And um, long story short, I fell off the Via Rail train as I was getting off it. And uh, I think as I've hit the ground, I heard someone say they just threw a hobo off the train, and um, I didn't like being called a hobo. But, uh, you know, I could have been, I'm pretty sure I heard hobo. Uh, so, uh, that's a, another word for a homeless guy. And, uh, I was not, well, I was homeless for a week cause I was going to go comedy condo. Anyways, long story short, I'm in pain. Uh, I can't lift my arm over my head. I might've chipped my elbow. I don't even know if that's a thing, but, um, but it doesn't mean that I did not have time. Yeah to watch wrestling on the weekend. I got home Sunday night and with something to look forward to. Uh, 
I want to keep I keep calling it retribution and that's the WWE faction it's revolution uh AEW revolution was on Sunday night and uh I thought it was a pretty great card did you uh do, well first of all what's going on with you Reese did yeah. you before we even get into that how are you and how are things with you yeah. what's going on Could you hear? Oh, uh, you all right, good, dude? I'm pretty good. I'm helping a friend pick up their life so that they can move to the east coast of Canada. Yeah, yeah, helping a friend pack up and move to the east coast of Canada. You know, so that's fun. That's crazy. Uh, crazy. Whereabouts on the east that, coast? Nothing. I got my uh, my late night sesh. Watch some wrestling. They're moving to just outside of Dartmouth. Oh boy, they're moving to the airport. Awesome. Just outside of Dartmouth. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Just outside of Dartmouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. Well, they bought like a place on a lake. Yeah. They bought a place on a lake for like 250 grand. That is awesome because it's like we got they a place. They sold their house on Crete and Wolseley in Toronto yeah. for like 1.5 mil. And they went and bought, I love this. They went and bought yeah. a place yeah. on a lake. An hour from the ocean. <laughs> Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're freshwater people, Casey. They're freshwater people. In a in, in a saltwater city. Um hey, uh so <laughs> what did you think of uh the the latest I don't I already know what you thought. I've I've read your tweets and your your comments, but what did you think of uh AEW's pay per view on the weekend? Okay, let me tell you this. <laughs> I thought that pay-per-view was fucking magic. Okay, I thought the pay-per-view was fucking amazing. It ended on <laughs> uh, such a technical botch, unmatched throughout time and space. Like this was just such a technical botch. No, no, I, I, it wasn't. It was planned. It was a hundred percent. No, no, it was. It was. It was planned. I don't know if you saw Dynamite, but they have. have, have the storyline is, yeah, they planned it to make uh, Eddie Kingston look gay for Dean Ambrose. No, this would have been like if they wanted it to plan it or whatever. But not Dean Ambrose, Moxley. Should, Sorry. Yeah, the way that they should have, I think, adjust uh, addressed this, and I think this would have made it fucking amazing if they would have done it. You should have had Don Callis get on the microphone and be like, "This, do you think I'm gonna let Kenny Omega get in a ring?" You froze up there. That's all right. He's frozen. But we know where he's going with this. To get in a ring. That could explode. That could explode. Oh, man. That sucks. It was such a it was a, like it was such a good little rant I had there. And and my internet is playing tricks on me or something. Well, that's all uh, right. We got the job. But yeah, it. honestly, I I Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I I I don't understand. I I don't understand why they went that way as opposed to like, as opposed to saying, like, Don Callis is the one who's, you think I'm going to let Kenny Omega potentially die? No, get out of here. Like, it was, it was okay. But yeah. the end of it was a bit of a disaster. Well, I will say this. Um, one time uh, when the XFL was uh, running on NBC, the XFL was sabotaged by someone where the power went out at the stadium and they couldn't air the what? second half of the game. And That's crazy. Yeah, and it was clearly sabotage. It was not a mistake. Someone sabotaged. Like legit. The, and this was the second week. The first week ratings were off the charts. The second week, 
mm-hmm. the ratings were like strong, and then what happened? They couldn't show the second half of the game. My buddy was actually playing, and John Avery was playing in the game. Uh, he ran for like a ridiculous amount of yards that game, and it was not, and it was supposed to be on primetime NBC, and, and th- that sabotage was like. It's in the uh, it's in the documentary uh, the twenty for twenty on the XFL. You can see it. But nice. hey, if sabotage does happen, it's not unlikely that maybe impact. Although, uh, you know, they're kind of taking the the credit that they sabotaged the ring so that they thought something would happen, but nothing would happen. So yeah, I guess. But like, I still like the explanation of Don Callis not letting his golden prize get in a ring that could potentially explode. It it, <laughs> it it clearly was a fuck up, but regardless, yeah, uh, I loved watching them right around it. Like the AEW has no writing. Well, somebody was doing some fucking writing the next day. No, AEW can pivot so quick. AEW's writing, let me tell you, has been great. Like they're they're I I, I I've been enjoying it. Yeah, and they're so quick. They're so quick to respond. Remember when Matt Seidel made his debut and he went for the shooting star press and just did a backflop in a royal? And then they're just like, yeah, and they were like, no, it was Michael Nakazawa, that greasy baby oil fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. they write it right in, and they were very quick with it. And I, I don't think that's ever going to be a problem. What they do need to do is start looking at their production team that they have behind their live product, because it's also like camera shots and not cutting away properly. There's some roughness to the product still that needs to be addressed soon. And I think I think that that will happen all over time. Uh, uh, of I, course. I thought I thought uh, Revolution also from what I saw, I was really exhausted because I didn't get much sleep because of the pain I was in. So I dozed off and I did not see the exploding match. I saw the <sighs> the, the 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 Jericho MJF the Bucks match. Yeah. Um, I saw. Uh, I want to say I want to. I want to say I saw a good chunk of the pay-per-view. Um, so what was the first match? The first match of the pay-per-view, I believe uh, they started it off with the tag titles, didn't So they? it was the Jericho, was Jericho and MJF versus the Young Bucks. And that, yeah. was, a, that was a fantastic match. It was yeah. great. And, um, you know, and this would, you know, Jericho and MJF would come up short. Um, I read somewhere... On your thread, mm. now now you were referencing to Dynamite, but this is also in reference to in general. I've been big on this guy since I saw him at the Impact tapings in Toronto about three years ago. Uh, Phoenix is the most mind blowing wrestler probably yeah. in the world today and yesterday and the year before. Like I when I saw him, it's like him and Penta are so good. Um, and, and I never liked Pac or Neville. But I do now that he's with them. And I think... Yeah, I fucking love him now. Like, where Felix is the better wrestler and the better of the two, uh, where where he is better than Penta, Penta makes up for it in style and character and and outfit and just overall look. Like, Penta looks like the better wrestler, but the fact that they're brothers is crazy, and the fact that I'm still. It's that fucking spinning, spinning round kick off the top rope is the one that does it for me every time. I'm like, it's the best. But what a what a what a yeah. great match! Now I jumped the gun with Phoenix, <coughs> but then somebody on your thread said uh, 
said that, oh, you did you like the Young Buck, the young buck my, uh, match? I'm not into the Young Bucks. I don't like uh, 48 super kicks in a match. I was like, okay, Cornette, settle down. You, you count yeah. the young, back, uh, young Bucks match. There is, not, <laughs> there is not 48 kicks in a fucking match. And big deal. So what? Count how yeah. many. Like, big deal. So what? They kick. It's not shot. It's the fucking thing should have never been a finisher. It's a kick. Punch and kick are your two most basic moves. It was Shawn Michaels that made it a finisher, and it should have never been a finisher. It should just be a punch or a kick. Indeed. You know? Yep. Ah, Yep. That is crazy. Oh, kicking. There's so and Taekwondo is seventy percent kicking and twenty percent punching. Do you think people get upset? When when they uh, when they have to watch a Taekwondo fight, if you're a Taekwondo fan, do you think it's like, oh, it's too much kicking? Huh? Fuck off! All the damn kicking. <laughs> Let's see you throw a it. kick. Yeah, but yeah, they're. I I listen. I'm not too into the Young Bucks myself, but I have my own reason. Like I find that the Young Bucks matches follow the same format a lot. Well, yes. Recently, they've switched. Not tag, you know, but it's still pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they were coming up against Jericho and MJF, I didn't care who won, but I didn't see it being Jericho and MJF because we all be. knew that group was going to, f- yeah, they we knew they were going to fall apart. We didn't know what was going to happen, and we were found that out on Wednesday night, which was amazing. But uh, <clears throat> by but, the way, what a Wednesday. Well, hold on. Was, Let's not way. jump to Wednesday right away. Hold on a second. Hold on. I got a hot take. There's no way Go Jericho. There's no way Jericho and MJF can beat the Bucks. It should never happen. They're a makeshift tag team. The Bucks are international tag team champions everywhere they've went. They're the only people yeah. that have paved their own road and have become huge successes. And now, they do you think all Chris their own Jericho? Way. Do you think Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega could beat the Young Bucks? That's a damn. That's a damn good question, and that's a that's a Don uh, Gallius hard uh, yeah, on right there. The Winnipeg, the Winnipeg winners, or what would you call them? The Jets. Uh, <laughs> you know, like they're 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 two of Winnipeg's finest no, no, it'd wrestlers. It would be best tag team ever. BTE. They take over being the elite. They're BTE. Best team ever. Okay. There's too many things taking over too many things. I I'm That's still it. trying to figure out what happened. So last weekend on Dynamite, uh, it looks like we have a new four horsemen. And it looks like Aaron Anderson is going to be a part of it too. And then um no, that's not happening. It turns well, we'll out. We'll talk about that when we get to it on Wednesday. We're still talking about revolution, baby. Ex- exactly, but you know what? I just don't. I, I I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, what else? How we have want they to- not gotten? Oh, sorry, have they not gotten Pearl Jam to do the scene, the theme song for it? It's revolution, baby. You know, and ding, 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 ding. for the same ding, ding, ding. for the same It'd reason why I often wonder why um, Billy Corrigan doesn't use his own music for NWA. 
Like yeah, I don't understand that at all. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. How can you not use that for despite a cage match? Despite my rage, I am still just Ethan Page. Bam, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, you know, that would have been amazing. But like you know, like when I used to watch Saturday Night Live when I Saturday Night's main event when I was a kid, the biggest difference between the network Saturday Night's main events and now is the network doesn't have the licensing to the music. What made mm. Saturday Night's main event really cool was they always used music to, number one, the theme song is not the original. The theme song is by a band called uh, Local Motion, and it's like uh, it used to also be the theme song for uh, st- uh, a show called Style Minute or something like that. Anyways, okay. it's like... And then there's the part goes... That's the original theme. They don't have that on the network. But what they also used to do on the network is they used to recap every episode in the credits with a song that they would go out on. So, for example, when Elizabeth went and brought Hulk Hogan in, or when Elizabeth got thrown on the ground by the Honky Tonk Man (laughs) and she went and got Hulk Hogan to help out because they were beating up Randy Savage. Uh, they played Tammy Wynette's Stand By Your Man. Uh, for the f- season finale one summer, they did uh, Phil Collins' Take Me Home. Uh, and they showed, like, then they would show a montage of what the sh- was on the show. Yeah, that's when they were doing that rock and wrestling thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I think yeah. uh, Billy Corrigan, his next pay-per-view, like, you show the montage at the end, and then you recap everything that happened. Tonight, tonight is the fucking perfect song for it. Yes, tonight, 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 tonight. We've got oh. Moose versus. It's just tonight. I just think they should Billy Corgan should use his music more in the NWA product, but uh, it, it doesn't cost him a cent, or does it? I don't know how it works. So, Who knows? Who so, knows? so what else do we have in uh, Revolution? Um, oh, buddy. We had a bunch of we had a bunch of stuff still. Okay, we had we had. Uh, do you want to go in order from where we were? We can go in order. Yeah. Okay. Run so it down. the next after the inner circle, we had the casino tag team royal. Yes, I saw royal, I saw which, that. Which, yeah. Which led to our boys there, Pack and Ray Phoenix, screaming at each other in the middle of the ring, just having a great time, just uh, headed headed to get a tag title shot against the Young Bucks, and I hope take that. Fucking bell, baby. There's a good chance uh, they might. There's a good listen, chance. Listen, and might. I think they should divide, defend it Freebird style, like Pack, Rafe, Enix, and Penta, all well, three of them. I think they should. I think um, they should have a triple man tag because AEW is focused, yeah, on, is, is focused on tag wrestling. And it's also, uh, whether it intended to be or not, it is a heavy duty faction affiliated wrestling organization. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Uh, no. New Japan is all faction oriented as well, and it works. You know, it's just so yeah. like you look at, um, you know, like like I said, there's a new faction that was just made last week on Dynamite, and now there's another new faction uh, this week on Dynamite. Well, we'll get to that. Now, uh, the uh, so the yeah, the Battle Royal was good, the Casino Royale. Uh, and then what else did we have? Uh, we had the um, we had the women's match, the four the four way women's match, which was uh, yeah that that, that came next good. with the cars. Yeah, I love it. Um, 
Hikaru Shida, I could go either way on Hikaru Shida. She works a little too sloppy for me. You know, who's that um, one with I the? Don't... Which is which is the one with the the little? Is that the one that was dressed like the little girl in the red dress? No, that's that's uh. Or was that, that on was, Dynamite? Uh, uh, that was Maki Ito. I don't like her at all. Her punches are not hard enough. And no, neither no, is yeah, any, she throws she anything throws stupid every, punches. Everything she does she is funny. like the microphone, like the in the head, was not strong yeah. enough. Um, no, I thought she was funny though. You know, I think that's I, I think what she's, she's supposed to be is funny. She's like she's one of those yeah. funny wrestlers. Exactly, a little comedy gimmick, which I'm okay with. Um, but it was an okay match um, because uh, Karo Shida ended up winning. Uh, holding on to the belt. Um, and then after that, we got uh, Miro and Kip Sabian uh, versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. And Miro just destroyed people. Yes. Yeah. And I've never noticed this about Miro. When he when he was kind of like, yeah, at the end of the match, he has the weirdest looking bicep. Ah. It, it's huge, but it's like so weird looking. Uh, but yeah, they just fucking dominated, and it shouldn't have gone any other way because Miro needs to be pushed to the goddamn moon because he's an animal. But it's crazy the uh, where we are with Orange Cassidy, considering like maybe three months ago he was the top thing in the uh, in the organ in the whole uh, promotion. Yeah, but he, there's a lot of pushback to that. A lot of people didn't like that. Uh, I think Orange Cassidy can be in your mid card, and it can be near the top of your mid card. I don't think he should be headlining pay per views though. Well, well, <laughs> look at. I I think AEW does a great job making stars. Right Absolutely, there, I 100%. will say they probably have made, like, I did not know who Orange Cassidy was until AEW. I did yeah. not know, well, well, I knew who the Super Smash Brothers were, but they yeah. became the Dark Order, and you look at uh, you look at that tag team of uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, people yeah. know who they are now. The, the Dark yeah. Order are stars now. Not only yeah, that... Uh, you look at MJF; he's a star now. And you look yep. at um, uh, who else do we want to go with on this star train? Um, uh, cheapers. Um, well, Adam just, Page. I, he looked good. He looked good. Uh, do you think? Do you think that Josh Alexander is going to follow, and the North is going to get back together, or do you think? Who knows? Do you think Don's going to bring in Josh Alexander and recreate the North in the South? I don't think I don't think the North is going to be a thing again. Uh, I I think this all ego Ethan Page gimmick is going to be his thing. He's going to move forward for a bit. He might honestly. I think they need to break up Miro and Kip Sabian, and then Kip Sabian and Ethan Page can partner with each other. Well, I will say this: Ethan Page for such a um, he's kind of a like you know he's 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 not a big man, but his he uses big man moves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, his yeah. the razor's edge that he did was yeah, the, was almost reckless. The body yeah. slam off the top rope? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're giving him a big man move set. Yeah, that's uh, but he's not. Yeah, I find that very interesting because you don't usually see uh, guys of his size having yeah. a big man move set like that because he's that's gonna, true. he's going to come up against uh, Miro and he's not going <laughs> to be able to do any of those moves. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. He's going to yeah, look, so like, he... look like Cody slamming uh, Shaquille O'Neal all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fall over the place. But, yeah, so he made Ethan Page his debut in the Face of Revolution ladder match. Um, it was Cody Rhodes, Penta El Zero. Uh, 
you had Lance Archer, Scorpio Sky, Max Caster, and Ethan Page. And and so Ethan Page was the secret the secret person in that one in okay. that in, in that event, and it was won by Scorpio Sky. It was a good match, man. Penta did great. And Scorpio uh, Sky match. just uh, had that had his uh, title his opportunity on, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, and he, yeah. And he and he blew it and turned heel. Yes, and uh, he keeps looking at his hands like he's got there's COVID. A, there's a lot of turns that happened uh, on Wednesday. But what I liked about this show too that we're talking Revolution was Adam Page got the win over Matt Hardy, and he and my boys, the Dark Order, you know, came together in a beautiful moment. I love that they showered him with gifts mm-hmm. from his wallet. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Christian Cage. He debuted. Uh, he was the guy that Paul White uh, teased. So we got our Christian Cage now, debut. And- now, okay. Now let's uh, now let's now let's stop for a second. There's sure. a lot of people saying uh, that that people were misled with the fact that they said he is a Hall of Fame worthy. WWE Hall of Fame worthy uh, person. He is. Of course he is, but people are saying that he isn't. Well, people are stupid sometimes, Casey. That's the problem. (laughs) Who did they expect? Who did they expect? Answer me. Who did they expect? I have no idea. I I, personally, (laughs) I well, I said on the show, is it going to be Big Show? Is Big Show the guy? Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a reasonable guess. But people are like, it's John Cena. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. No, John you Cena idiot. wouldn't do that. He wouldn't yeah, do exactly. That. Exactly. CM Punk. No, nah, he's not even it's not CM Punk. Trust. Like <laughs> when people like Brock Lesnar. No, you're stupid. Stop fucking. Brock Lesnar. So, so many is, of these idiots. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. What the problem was, they built up their own expectations. So huge. Christian Cage is fucking phenomenal. He's got 22 title reigns under his belt, six of them being World Heavyweight Championships across three different promotions. Yeah, you don't Get have to tell here. me. He's, he is going. He, I don't know. This, I'm just. I'm leaning in on these people, Casey. He will that go hate on my boy. He will go into the WWE Hall of Fame as a member of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, the ENC Connection. Hot and, take, hot and, take. But he won't go in as a singles. No, he, he might not. He might. He should. Two-time world, take. two-time world champion in WWE. Two-time CW, ECW heavyweight champion when it was owned by WWE. So that, that means he's hold. He's held four big gold belts. And not only and that, two of the WWE promotions. He is also uh, TNA when he left the WWE because yeah. he was uh, underrated. Uh, he went to TNA, <laughs> and it's not like the level TNA at that time was shitty competition. Samoa Joe is not easy to wrestle, you know. Listen, Kevin man, Nash he's a is great, not easy to wrestle. Great performer, in my opinion, this is my opinion on the matter. He's a better wrestler than Edge, in my opinion. I I prefer Christian to Edge. I think Edge's spear looks like dog. He does the same shit all the time. The only reason that Edge got over so big is because he looked like a fucking caveman supermodel that women wanted to ride like a bicycle and men wanted to ride like a bicycle. It sounds like you're you're, you're talking about Sexton Hardcastle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. I've always, you know? I've always as well. I've always been on the uh, on the Christian side of things. Yeah. I like you know usually in tag teams, I tend to go with the guy that doesn't. End up being the more successful. Like, believe it or not, in the Hart Foundation, my favorite member was the Anvil, but Brett was the one that was uh, that made the career. You know, uh, uh, out of the Rockers, I was all for the Marty Party. 
you know, I was not a, mm-hmm. I was not a Sean guy. Uh, you know, it's just like, and it's like that through so many, so many tag teams. I was wrong about which guy to like, and the other guy goes on. And Edge and Christian, um, Edge kind of I dissed me at one time when I was younger. Uh, well, we were. I basically I I was getting a picture with him, and I was marking out, and I had my WWE shirt on, Attitude shirt on, and I was getting a picture with him and Val Venus, and Edge said, uh, "How old are you?" And I was like uh, 25. And he was like, yeah, so am I. And then I was like, and I, you know, because like, <laughs> I was like, did he just diss me because uh, I'm the fan at 25 and, and I'm a waiter and a comedian and he is living the dream at 25? Because if that's, if that's what it was, Edge, let me tell you something. I'm fucking living the dream right now. Yeah, so you fucking piece of shit. I got a fucking podcast. I got a career Boom. that stalled like everybody else's. You Boom. Know, what do you got, got Edge? Three CDs on Spotify. <laughs> Take that. How many CDs do you got, Edge? Whatever. He's got <laughs> not none. Not even one. Yeah, not even one. He's like, do you think you know me? No, we don't. We don't That's even know you. Um, you're, you're a fraud, Edge. You're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Edge. Uh, but yeah, it's just but so Christian. It's, it's just so interesting, though, that they gave um, they gave Christian all that time in the Royal Rumble. And uh, no thanks. Just let him go. Yeah, I. That's not, well. The rumor Hubris. is Vince McMahon doesn't like his face, yeah. so he, he's like, I'd rather have a blue dot on the screen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm telling you, that. you cannot. You will go over hard if Vince McMahon wants to go balls deep in you. If Vince McMahon wants to go balls deep in you, you will go over so hard. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Mm-hmm. Like. I have a theory. Next time you see a picture of Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Get rid of his hair, make it blonde and short, and give him the Hogan facial hair. He looks just like Hulk Hogan. He's okay. Hulk Hogan, but with dark hair. And he's and he's Scottish. He yeah. likes to yell about Celts. You know, but it's just like, come on, man. It, it, it's crazy. Vince has a type. Our boy has a type. Oh, yeah. A lot of muscles. <laughs> A lot of yeah, muscles. give me a lot of muscles. Yeah, make them long and lean. Uh, you know, <laughs> Shane McMahon I think looks like Sylvester Stallone's kid more than Vince McMahon's kid. I'll tell you that. Shane, right now. Shane McMahon looks like yeah Sylvester Stallone if his body grew up but his face didn't. But it looks like Stallone's face now. <laughs> they have big chubby steroid cheeks, and they have uh, old gray hair, and uh, he doesn't look anything like Vince at all. But regardless. Where are we in the revolution right now? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we just talked about uh, the the ladder match and, and the big thing. So, we're, yeah, we're at the cinematic match. So Sting and Darby Allen took on Team Taz. Yes. Uh, and let me tell you about this. And there's another guy, tell- Darby Allen. Didn't know him, who he was. Love him. Amazing. Amazing. Great. Another star. Let me tell you. Made him. Let me tell you about this. Here we go. That is how you do a cinematic match. That was filmed, and it looked so good. The Undertaker, a Boneyard match with A Styles, didn't hold a candle to this one. No, and this is crazy. Get it, out! It, shut it, the front door. No, this is my opinion. the The way that this was shot, it looked fucking amazing. The way that the Undertaker AJ Styles match was shot looked like I shot it when I was in high school. There was actually like a lot of artistic merit behind a lot of the shot selections, the light choices. Like this was made to be cinematic 
as well as be a crazy match. Whereas WWE didn't really fucking. They're like, oh, we'll put them in a yard and set it on fire. You know, I like, thought that uh, I thought that was that match was great. I, I thought, thought it was corny as shit. Well, did but, you, what did you think of the fucking other one at WrestleMania? Which one was that one? Which, which oh, one? the horrible the, uh, one, Cena and Orton. I mean, Orton and Edge. Yeah, no, that that was that was no uh, the John Cena and the Fiend. No, no, that no. Oh, yeah, the John Cena and the Fiend. That was uh, yeah, that was the 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 other the other film one, and that yeah, was weird. It was weird. It was, it was uh, not as good as the Undertaker's thing, and the Undertaker's thing was I thought was the best way to let him have a match, and maybe that's what they got to do with Sting. Maybe Sting should only have matches like that. Listen, the way that they did that match was fucking fantastic. Like the shots they did, the the choices they made, the bumps that were taken, like Darby Allen getting thrown through that window by Cage and and Ricky Starks, and he just goes through the window and collapses on the floor, and then the window collapses on him. That oh, looked boy. gnarly. You know, that was just a really good time. I think that was I that should now be looked at as the standard in, in cinema matches in well, my opinion that should be that should be looked at like the gold standard that's a hot take folks uh if you disagree <laughs> with that let us yeah, know write, write at, me a letter uh, talking wrestling at gmail.com and yeah. uh let reese know that uh he's uh he he might be knocking futz um yeah 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 try try me uh, i'll defend this point to the death of me this was a great cinematic experience now the main event followed that and it was kenny omega john moxley Exploding barbed wire match with all the schmas, all the stuff that happened, the big botch at the end. I still really loved this match. It was fucking brutal. Yes. I loved it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I have to see it. I looked for it all over the internet. I could not find it anywhere. I put on my fucking oh, eye patch and I tried to pirate it. I could not find it anywhere. It's very tough to That's find. Crazy. It's tougher than tough enough, you know, because tough enough uh, was twenty years ago. I couldn't find that it's, at all. I know we, yeah. we talked about it, but we are going to talk about tough, tough enough at some point uh, today, because uh, I watched them, and, uh, and yeah, and we'll get to that. But um, it's very hard to find uh, the AEW um, wrestling show after after it aired. Yeah. Like uh, I thought for sure. Yeah. Usually, I sometimes I miss a pay per view. And uh, I would go online, and Daily Motion would have it somewhere, and uh, and I'd watch it there. But it was not online, and uh, I did not get to see the um, the Terry Funk McFoley match that uh, that the, that it was. You know, listen, listen, it was a good time. Everything was good. Uh, man, I feel so bad for Eddie Kingston. He sold it like a fucking superstar. But it was, listen, tech botch can happen and you can't get mad at the performers because they went out there and they gave their damnedest to make it happen. And it was a great story that was told. And had that gone up the way that I think they were intending, it would have been glorious. Um, what an ending that would have told. And it was a great face turn for Eddie Kingston. It gets Eddie Kingston away from the butcher and the blade, which needed to happen. Um, and now Eddie Kingston can either stand with Mox or he can stand and be his own deal. But I'm glad, man. I love Eddie Kingston um, a lot. He's he's a great performer. I think. <laughs> Stars. I mean, I'm in COVID. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, Eddie Kingston and Moxley are 
are both lone wolves that can uh, drink Coors Lights together. I think yep. they uh, they they already look good and cool having drinks together. I think yep. they should be a uh, not a team, but they should be affiliated with each other, and get each yeah. other's backs because they're both lone wolves. And yep. uh, that they promo- can call themselves. The Lone Rangers. <laughs> what a bunch <laughs> of airheads. The um, I think that uh, you know that uh, they handled the botch very well on Dynamite. Yeah. And if you didn't see the botch, you're just going with the story and just like just you know how do we fix it? Put a was it you that said just put a mic in fucking Eddie Kingston's hands? Yeah, let him talk and let him talk. And um, what a and. You know, like, so now we know the situation, and then we're on Dynamite, and uh, and Dynamite, uh, good, it was a very good, I thought, uh, after pay-per-view, but pay-per-view... Buddy, it was fucking phenomenal. Things were still happening, so the fallout yeah, was still happening. so much. So, so much. As, as we saw, like, we we saw Penta cut a great po- promo, he is the, uh, the Lord... Of Lucha Libra. And, the Lord uh, of Lucha. And uh, whereas uh, um, Cody Rhodes is calling himself the Prince of uh, Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah. I I don't remember him being the son of Harley Race. So I don't know how you become a prince. You can be the grandson of a plumber of wrestling. I yeah, suppose. you're the grandson <laughs> of a plumber of wrestling. Like that's a good P as well. Plumber of Pro Wrestling. You know. Um Cody, yeah, that's interesting. Um, that him and Penta are gonna have something. It looks like Penta's dolled up. I don't. He fucking looks great. Um, yeah, he looks super cool. Yeah, his natural eye color is beautiful. Um, <laughs> the uh, of course they brought out Kristen Cage again. Um, yep. I don't know what he did last uh, the other night, but uh, they just sort of brought him out again, and and he cut a promo and. Um, and that's that. Uh, There's some good stuff, man. There was a lot of turns. Listen, yeah, let's talk a lot about of the turns. turns, okay? Because let's talk about the one of the big things was um, this is the second week in a row the inner circle are having a press conference. Well, let's let's start from the first. Let's because like we can take the results in order. Okay. Let's take them in order. All right. Okay. So our, our curtain jerker uh, was what was it? It was. Um, Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Yes. So that was great. We we see that again. Ray Phoenix is just a fucking champ. Uh, he ends up getting the win over Jackson. Jackson kind of does a little heelish shit because we know that the the young bucks are kind of leaning towards heel a little uh, these days. They're totally capable um, of being heels as well. I think they're better as heels myself. Yes. But that was a great match with Ray Phoenix. And then we had uh, the Cody Rhodes Penta El Zero thing the little the little oh but that's after cody rose beat some jobber we don't need to talk about that but then we had ethan page versus lee johnson and lee johnson was accompanied by qt marshall and for the second day in a row or the second event in a row lee qt marshall has fucked over a teammate and this time when lee johnson was getting the bejesus beat out of him mm-hmm. by ethan page after the match he didn't do anything to help he just stood and stared and then fucking walked away. So we're about to see heel QT Marshall. Well, there's think. nothing cute about that. Um, first Not of all, a damn I don't damn. even know if a heel QT Marshall even appeals to me. He is such a third-rate player 
in the Nightmare Family. I don't. Does he wrestle or does he just walk people to the ring? Is what? I think he just has a job there because he looks like Aaron Anderson. I don't know. <laughs> why do you have two? Why do you have father and son look alike in the same fucking Nightmare Family? I don't know. Is Aaron leaving too? I don't know. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? So so, <laughs> you have him. He's gonna. He's on the border of flipping. Yeah, we got so much, and nobody and then cares. We, then we had the Christian Cage. He's coming in, but then that was interrupted by the Omega uh, Moxley deal. Uh, all this schmoz. Nothing really happened uh, except for setting some future stuff up. Then we had our six women tag match, which was kind of eh. But then we got our Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen, which brings us to our next turn. Yes. We had a Scorpio Sky heel turn here. Yes. He blamed it on his hands. He wouldn't stop, yeah, and he, or his lips, because he kept going like this. Yeah, you know, like like a lizard person, or Abdullah the butcher. Yes, yeah, lizard the butcher. I love it. <laughs> and then we had, yeah, then we had the war council to end it off, which is what you were talking about. Now wait a minute, the, didn't uh, the blade and the butcher join somebody at some point as well? The aren't they butcher part, and aren't they part of a f- new fact? Didn't they join Big Money Matt? Yeah, big money. Matt uh, hired them to take play, uh, take part with um, private party. So he's got the weirdest stable going right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very, very weird. Uh, I love yeah. Hangman's. Uh, you know that 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 sketch with the Dark Order where they're like, "Is there room for more people on there on the on the lawnmower?" Yeah. And he's just <laughs> you think it's going to be one, but the whole Dark Order jumps on the fucking lawnmower, except for that one number Alan guy. Angels. Five. Yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we have a weight limit, and he's like super in shape. Yeah. Like, but it's funny. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah. He and was then, like, yeah, and especially Colt Cabana, where he jumped off. Uh, you see him jump off early. So technically, yeah. he would have been just standing off camera right across from number five as he was like pretending everybody's gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then so, we got our war council, buddy. We got the war council, and we got some crazy shit. Well, we it uh, we got some crazy stuff. Like it, Sammy Guevara came back, and I was super stoked. And I'm like, "This, oh, they got him. They got the little weasel. They're gonna do it." Because they all turned and looked at at MJ like they're gonna yeah. beat the holy piss out of him. Another another guy who's a who they made a star is Sammy Guevara. Yep. He came back absolutely the pop he got when he yep. came out. After not being on TV for what, maybe a month and a half, it was yep. it was huge, huge yeah, pop. I follow him on social media, and he, on his Instagram, he's like, "I'm going to wrestle in Egypt next week," and then he showed up on Dynamite. It's like, "Oh, you little sneaky fuck!" He knows, he knows that he's learned from the master Jericho. Yeah. Um, so it this was wonderful, great. man. The, the swerve was great. I thought the first, well, the first swerve was, was fantastic. Great, but then I, when I this is what I noticed too. During that first swerve is when I'm like this. Wait a minute. Where's Wardlow? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like this. Uh-oh. Something's not right here, baby. Okay. Also, Jericho wearing white knew that I was going to, that he, I was like, okay, Jericho's already face. He has, he's wearing white. So he's going to, yeah. he's going to, uh, he's going to be, be the face or there or whatever. I just knew Jericho would be the face in this. And yeah. when they, and then it was like, you know, okay, it looks like the inner circle is going to go after 
Jericho, they're going to kick him out, which is what they were leading us to all along. Yeah. And then Jericho flips it on them, and it's like, of course, yeah, what's better? Idiot. But what's yeah, better it. than the original lineup of any band? Yeah. You got exactly. the original lineup of the Inner Circle back together. Let's you got, some- you got the tag team supremacy that is uh, Sammy Hagar. You've got, uh, you've got proud and powerful. You've got the golden, uh, the the Spanish golden demo god, the Spanish gods. You've got them all, baby. You don't need MJF, but this. Let me tell you though, when the lights hit and the lights came back up, I was like, "This, oh snap! This is a nice looking group right here." Like at first, I thought they were looking at rebuilding something like the Horsemen, and that's where I thought FTR was going to end up with Spears, and I thought it was going to be like maybe. Lee Johnson or something, but it wasn't. There's this new faction of like those three, Wardlow and MJF now. I don't even know what to make of this, all right? Because we're headed it. towards the Horseman direction the week before, yeah. and now it's like, what? We're gonna we're gonna be the six Horsemen? Are we gonna be the six Horsemen now instead we're of four one Horsemen? More person. We're gonna They'll be the seven Horsemen. Seven. Eight? eight is eight enough? Eight is enough. The seven deadly sins, baby. Well, that could be something. But I feel like if you're doing the seven deadly sins, you need like Luther in there as well. And I usually would not say that. <laughs> Get him in there. Get him in. He can just point at his forehead a lot and go, eh. Yeah. <laughs> so um so there so there's a new faction. I'm confused to what they are. I'm confused to who's leading. I don't like it, to be honest. I would no. like Tully and the Revival to stick to what they were doing. Uh I find that Spears, uh, Perfect Ten, he's that chair's he's too fucking. It's like when he took that chunk out of Cody's head, and it's like, dude, slow down. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, Sean Spears. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just jealous of Sean Spears because I love Peyton Royce so much, and I'm jealous. I think that might be it. I'm jealous of Sean. Spears. I like Sean Spears, but I, but, I but honestly, I, just, I, I, just, I love this group. But I thought, well, how does Iron play into this now? And and what is where is that going? And what's going on? Are they horsemen? Are they not horsemen? What the fuck? I don't know. They can't be horsemen. The horsemen can't exist in this organization. Vince McMahon owns all the four horsemen shit, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe make this shit the dynasty. What like, if Edge uh, got what if the... Edge got three new partners and they called them the four Norsemen because he's a Viking? Yeah, get the Viking experience or Get the, the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders back and call them the Four Norsemen. Yeah, and Alistair Black. And then Alistair. Oh, my God. They could do the Four Norsemen in the you know, WWE. That would be the that WWE. That would be amazing. That's better, that's better than high heels. Listen, I'm I'm uh, uh, a machine when it comes to good ideas in wrestling. The Four Norsemen. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Book it. Let's make hey. it happen. So Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Is still yeah. the world champion despite the Miz's antics. Um, yeah, of course. He's huge. Yeah. It looks like Bobby Lashley could be going into WrestleMania as the champion if yeah. Drew McIntyre cannot get that belt off him. But he's got a thorn in his side called Sheamus. Right yeah, Scottish now. Hulk Hogan has a real problem. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's Irish Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> but what are we going to do? Um, you know, and then the uh, they're on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania tickets are on sale. For singles and small uh, groups, or yep. tag, it's just said for singles or tag teams. Um, 
but uh, that's going to be great to see the fans are going to be out at WrestleMania in Tampa Bay. And uh, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania this year because yeah. uh, I think it's it's going to be a, a fair amount of people. Like, look at um, they had 1,500 people at Dynamite on on uh, on the Wednesday night. So who knows what WrestleMania could happen? They can they can. Well, what do they have at the Super Bowl? I think they had like maybe at least six thousand in the fans. I thought they had like fifty five thousand. No, it, no, they can't do that. Maybe. Let me see. Maybe 16,000. I know the Bills were allowed to have 16,000 in their stadium. It holds 80. So, yeah. Okay, one second. Attendance, 24,835. Yeah, 24,000. That seems about right. That's insane. That's insane. But they're all spread out social distance-wise. To some some extent, I guess. Well, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania on the road. And we are on the road to WrestleMania. And, um... We are. You know, and I don't even know everything that's going on because I watch mostly AEW these days. But I do <laughs> dig into the old episodes on the network. Um, I did yeah. watch uh, the first two episodes of Tough Enough, and uh, you didn't miss much. Right. Uh, the first one is 4,000 contestants and a bunch of just Taz bitching at people about how <laughs> tough it's going to be. And it's just like, shut up, Taz. And... Uh, Jacqueline uh, as the coach as well, as well as um, this guy, Big Cat, whoever it is. Uh, Ernest, Big Cat Miller. Yeah. No, no, it's not Big Cat Miller. But this guy, but they, um, basically, you see in the first season, you see, who you you know, it's almost easy to tell who's going to win it right now. Chris Nolinsky's there, uh, and Nidia's there, uh, Maven is there. We know Maven and Nidia win, but Chris yeah. Nolinsky, as far as this this year's Tough Enough goes, Chris Nolinsky had the most impact on the wrestling industry because of the work that he's done with concussions. Since, uh, yeah. You know, and um, he diagnosed. They had uh, he had Chris Benoit's brain diagnosed, and they said Benoit's brain was the equivalent of a ninety-seven-year-old with dementia when yeah. he passed away. So I don't like to look at Chris Benoit as a murderer. I look at him as someone who is severely mentally ill and unfortunate things happened. And I look at it both sad. ways. Yeah, he was a great wrestler who was also a mentally ill murderer. Yes. But, that- again, the illness is not like... I don't like people saying steroids made him a murderer. That is not accurate. The fact is... He did a flying headbutt for twenty years, and it fucking yeah. played, and it and it and it and it made its toll on his brain, yeah. which became faulty mm-hmm. and did not work like a normal person. Um, you know, so, uh, I, you know, it's just a sad story. I don't even know how we got on Benoit. Oh, Nolinsky, Chris Nolinsky, yeah, from Harvard. Yeah. He had the best gimmick, and he was the best guy. He should have won that year. Uh, I'm. A, I don't even need to watch the rest of the season. I can tell you, he should have won that year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will watch the rest of the season. So if you're watching, tough enough. Watch the first two episodes. Catch up with me. We will talk about episode three next week as well. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And we're uh, we're almost done. We've fucking fifty minutes already, bro. Holy shit! It's like I'm Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Where did the time go? Iron also, Man, baby. As far as the Iron Man goes, between I 
I can never voice this enough. I hated the ending to the Brett and Sean Iron, Iron Man match because the champion does not have to go into overtime if he defends his title in an hour-long time limit match. That's yeah. not how it works. If it's yeah, a draw, exactly. the champion wins. Champion's advantage, baby. It's exactly right. Why would they fucking Brett even agree to a match where the champion's advantage is taken away from him? It doesn't That's make stupid. any sense. The real screw job is the Iron Man triathlon match where they they reversed, they made it go on, and for and also if if they made the match continue, it should have fucking continued the way it stopped with Brett. Sharpshooter Michaels, center of the ring. Get back yeah. into it and fucking get out of it. Shawn Michaels has got to break out of the sharpshooter for yeah, yeah, bullshit. I still, I'm <laughs> even if I meet Brett, I will tell him how disappointed I am with that match, despite the entire hour being great, uh, and then just, just a finish. shitty fucking ending that I'm not happy with. <laughs> There's a hot. Well, I agree. Take. Yeah, that's that's an appropriately temperature take. I agree. That's I'm all about hot takes and pancakes, baby. That's what Woo. I'm about. Hot takes with maple syrup. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, we still uh, have not heard back from Colt Cabana yet about uh, when we're going to do the Colt Cabana ep- episode. Uh, this Again, we don't know whether this was set up or real. This could be the Dark Order doing mind games on me. And uh, as you know, I because one of our members is a current member, do you have a number yet? Are you a, are you a number yet? Did they give you a number? Yeah, uh, number four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo! Woo! <laughs> Dark order, baby. Dark order, and you have a fucking pot leaf in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> My master smoke coming out of perpetually. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. I was wondering, you know, there's negative one, there's five, there's ten. You know, now there's 420. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. sense. Yeah, it does. But we will try to, um, yeah, I I didn't want to bother Colt uh, this week because of the pay-per-view and the big uh, episode afterwards. But uh, I will hit him up uh, this weekend, and hopefully we will get him next Thursday and maybe we'll have that. Either way, even if I do get them, we're going to hold on to that episode for a week and then release it the week after. So uh, hopefully by the end of the month, Colcamana, stick in there, fans. We will get them. This is not we'll going to be a Jim Duggan situation. This is not going to be a David Arquette situation. This will be a Colcabana situation where he oh, shows up on the show and he Live. talks wrestling. Uh, not only that, I want to talk comedy with him as well because yeah, he too. does do comedy. And uh, I've always wondered, uh, I've always compared comedy to wrestling uh, in so many ways because uh, we're both storytellers. We both, yep. misdirection is key. Uh, there's so many very similarities between the lifestyles. Where we keep the razor blade. Where we keep, uh, yes, I'm, I'm an under the tongue guy. Um, I wear wristbands on stage. You do, you do. Yes, uh, you know, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I just tape the one on the end of my finger, you know. So it's yeah. good for handy hecklers when they try to rush the stage. You just give them a little flick of the fucking finger, and uh, 
you know, <laughs> their face is crimson. I love that Jericho, um, JR is like, his face is crimson. Well, no, it's kind of bleeding off the side of his face, and we can see his entire face. So maybe over-exaggerated yeah. there, JR, but I was hoping yeah. he would say that because every time back in the day, <laughs> his face is crimson. It's like. He's wearing a crimson mask. I know, and Crimson Tide, like, if Crimson is that, Crimson Tide is Alabama's name, I don't know. I'm not going to do a period joke, but write your own joke for that one. Crimson Tide? <laughs> Are you serious? Sounds like something about flow. I don't know. Kiss my grits. That's amazing. <laughs> Get it. Hey, um, where can we find you online, Reese? And, uh... What is going on with you uh, these days? We already know. Well, well go ahead. Uh, we can pitch tomorrow night's show that you got going on again. And yeah, uh, let yeah, us know yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, R-E underscore Reese T. R-E-E-S-E-T. Uh, on Facebook, just Reese Turner. Uh, and I got the uh, Friday night sesh. Friday at 10 p.m. every Friday. Uh, so the guests this week are... Comedian Daniel Woodrow, uh, entrepreneur, cannabis entrepreneur Carissa Beresford, and uh, musician comedian Leland Beckman. That is a great lineup. That is a stellar lineup. Yeah, that is good a time. good night of smoking and and uh, and having fun. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, hey, you know where I am. Spotify is what I'm pushing these days. So go to Spotify. Uh, follow me on Spotify, and also. Um, you know, like listen to the albums, uh, different jokes and turtle crossing and, uh, vampires are popular. Uh, if you could do that, that would be sweet. Um, yeah. And also, um, go check out the back catalog of the TNW, sh uh, shows, uh, do that on, on Spotify as well. Spotify is a one-stop shop for Casey Corbin. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you want all the music you want, all the podcasts you want. Everything is there in one, and it is free. So what are you waiting for? Uh, go back, listen to back episodes. You want a good one? Ted DiBiase. Just go there. Me and the Million Dollar Man for an hour. I'm asking him everything that I needed to ask him. I'm making I'm making him laugh. We're having a great time. Uh, with that said... You know, Twitter, I'm on. I'm Casey Corbin on all formats. You know us. This is Talking Wrestling uh, for Never Sleeps Network, for Reese Turner, for myself. Uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And we will talk at you next week when we will be back with another episode of the TNW Pod on Never Sleeps Network. Peace. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.